Well, hello there, babes, and welcome back to another episode of Your Place or Mine. I'm your host, Bay Savage. Babes, I've got another sexy guest in the babe cave tonight. I feel like he's like the king of thirst traps on Instagram right now. (laughs) This is an absolutely hilarious local comedian who I've had the pleasure of seeing a few times. He's also the host of an amazing new podcast called Prepare to Die. I would like to welcome to the Babe Cave comedian Sam Sferaza. Hi, Sam. How are you? Okay, listen. We got to talk about Instagram because it's actually not fair, the label you've given me, because here's the thing. I had a recent, I had a recent epiphany with Instagram. Mm-hmm. That epiphany is nobody is having fun on Instagram. <laughs> Nobody's having fun. We're all waiting waist deep in the absolute garbage. Right. You know, your listeners know this. They totally do. They know. And I was like, what am I doing? I have to be on this program, this program, this social media thing for my job. Right. Allegedly. I guess I could go (laughs) off of it, but it's like, honestly, if we're being honest, you know this, I kind of like the attention. Uh, Obviously, same. And I like feeling a connection with the community, and I still get that from social media. Yeah, totally. So I don't want to go off the grid like full granola in a cabin somewhere. (laughs) No, thank you. So I was like, this app is designed for being hot. Yeah. That is the only thing it's good for. Yeah. MLM marketing schemes essential oils and being hot (laughs) so i was like i'm picking my lane yeah you know (laughs) it's a great lane (laughs) i'm being hot and then and then on top of that you know and this is kind of cringe but i used to think like the close friends stories thing was like what's that about (laughs) but now i've like branded it for myself as like a mutual aid free only fans community base like it's like it's no charge it's like in my mind, it's like carbon neutral. It's like <laughs> attention in exchange for like boudoir. Like I never show full ass, full peen. Right, like, of course. You're like, a classy, classy Well, bitch. and I feel like the app would kick me off. For I sure. feel like they're watching us all. Whatever. Of course. Privacy is dead. We're at the end of privacy. It's no more. We've, yes. You know, we've sacrificed that all. Um, and that's what I just started doing. And I'm having a lot of fun with it. Yeah. But people are noticing, and it's like, it's strange because I'm truly doing it in my bedroom. I send off the, like, whatever mirror photo of me after the gym, and then it's just, like, silence. And then, like, when somebody... How rude. Well, it's... Well, I... Obviously, there's some, like, feedback, but it's, like, you know, a few. Right, right, right. But it, then... From it, the inner circle. But then it always, like, it catches me off guard when someone's, like, your thirst traps on Instagram, and I'm, like, oh, yeah, I'm... Fully putting those out yeah. there for everyone to see. And I want you to know, like, when I say that, like, I appreciate your I thirst know you traps. Do. I mean, I walked into your <laughs> foyer, there was a full <laughs> naked ass blown up picture of you <laughs> in a frame, just sitting there. Like, even if your door was, like, kind of cracked open, like, oh, I forgot my keys ran back in. Like, someone in the hall would be like, that's that woman's tits. <laughs> so... I mean, I appreciate it, but I, I kind of figured. Yeah, of course. We're similar in that way. Yeah. And I, it's funny when you talk about close friends, like the close friend story. When I first started the podcast, that was, I used it to talk about the podcast initially because okay. I hadn't told my parents about it and stuff. 
And I eventually, like, had to have the talk with my parents and let them know. <laughs> the talk. Not the sex <laughs> the talk, talk, but that no. your child has a podcast talk. Y- yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like, my retired pastor of a father and my used-to-be-a-Mennonite stepmother. Oh, my I God. I had a to video chat a with them. on the wall. Legit. It, Mom, was, it Dad, was intense. I have a podcast. <laughs> It was a lot. It was the a lot, real coming very, out. Yeah. They were great about it. But the close friend story used to be that. And then it kind of shifted into like the close friend story was for people who would just not be as weird when I posted like really intense content, like sexually intense content. But now I'm just like, fuck it. Here's a picture of my butt because my butt looks so good. My butt looks better than it's ever yeah. looks. Yeah. So like, why would you deprive the world of being a part of that? I know. It's nice. I should share, babes. Uh, I know you're hearing all about this and you have no idea if you don't know what Sam looks like. So Sam's Instagram is Sam is laughing. Oh, yeah. Super easy to remember. And just like we're going to take a second. Okay, so we'll pause. Just open up Instagram. I can't. Sam is laughing. Give it a second. Right? Like, right? No, but they they don't have the, well, I'm sure. There's still. I'm sure there's some thirst on the the regular. Yeah, it's not a thirstless feed. Like, let's be real. So, anyways, all I say is I completely approve of all of these messages. This is the most perfect <laughs> intro. I mean. I'm just trying to curate my Instagram feed full of very attractive men. And yeah, most of them are unavailable. <laughs> and that's okay. I'm, I'm in a relationship and homosexual. Exactly. I really couldn't be farther. Yeah. Doesn't mean I can't enjoy the scenery. Come on. Honestly, and I want you to enjoy it. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Okay. So, you are a local comedian. You also run a new podcast. So, why don't you tell the babes a little bit about how you got into comedy how long you've been doing comedy who is Sam I'm really bad with timelines I think I've been doing comedy for like four years now mm-hmm. um, a lot of like the big changes in my life I never remember exactly what drove me to them people sometimes will ask you like the it's a stupid question like when did you know you were gay and I truly don't like it, it and and I feel the same way with comedy where it's like I don't know what drew me to it the earliest memory I have is I had this terrible job Actually, it wasn't terrible. It was fine. Giving out samples at LCBOs and beer stores. Yeah, yeah. And you're just on your feet a lot, like, by yourself. And I would think of jokes. Yeah. But I had never done comedy. (laughs) And so I did that for, like, a full two years, just thinking of jokes before I actually went to an open mic. Anyway, so I've been doing comedy for four years. Um, And I live in Toronto with my partner. And, um, yeah, my podcast that is out now is called Prepare to Die. Um... It came about because during the pandemic, obviously, like a lot of people, I was confronted with my own mortality, as were a lot of people. And I was just like, damn, like we really do not think about it until it's too late. And I just thought I could put a funny spin on it. And there was like a lot of like death enthusiasts and death positive people that I was following on YouTube and stuff like that. And I was like, and I was always looking for a podcast angle that was like really unique because I just felt like it had all been done before. Yeah. So, Prepare to Die is basically my death plan in audio form. Every episode, I explore, like, a new avenue of my death, whether it be, like, my will, what I'm going to wear when I die, where I'm going to be buried, how I'm going to be disposed of, like, bodily-wise, um, so that, you know, by the end of the podcast, basically, I have, like, this uh, podcast that acts as, like, you could listen to the whole thing after I pass and know exactly what I wanted. <laughs> so uh, it's like the control freaks um, answer to mortality. Yeah. I am a Virgo moon. I will I make a to-do list every single day. 
um, I am a slave and to structure, and yet I, uh, I shake the chains that I can find myself in. Um, and so that's what the podcast is. Yeah. Uh, it also has an Instagram at Prepare to Die the Pod. There's another podcast called Prepare to Die. It's about Dungeons and Dragons. I wish them Almost well. The I wish them well, but honestly, I was like, I'm not about to change it. So it's like me yeah. versus you. Yeah, who's gonna win? So roll a dice and find out. (laughs) (laughs) Can I say I actually like played a little bit of Dungeons and Dragons? Honestly, it seems fun. As a child. Okay. Okay, because I have two brothers, and so I wanted to be like hanging out with my two brothers and my father. What is the intersection between dad as pastor and playing Dungeons and Dragons? I feel like it's a wide community, actually. (laughs) I think it was just like a family building activity after my parents got divorced. He was like trying to earn points. And they were oh really? And they and your dad wasn't like, um a witch. <laughs> Shut it yeah, down. Yeah. And the most ridiculous part is I still remember what my name was. Tell me. So I was an elf. Oh, the only Obviously, the like the only, only hot thing. option. <laughs> yeah, or witch. <laughs> or witch. Yeah. Uh and my name was Veralina Bane Sword. Okay. No notes. <laughs> pretty fucking great. <laughs> no notes. It's pretty great. I was ready to make fun of it, but I'm like, no. I'd watch a full yeah. hour and a half of right? Theralina's Theralina? Yeah, Veralina. Veralina. Yeah. Oh my god, V name. Talk, Sexy. right? Yeah, yeah, super into it. Pretty um, cool. why did my brain decide to hold on to that all of these years? No one knows. Listen, we don't have a choice. Our brains do what we want. No one knows, no one knows. What they want. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I first saw Sam, I think we were trying to figure out this before, but I'm pretty sure the first time I saw Sam do comedy was at one of Dan Udi's backyard shows so Dan Udi was one of the first comics I had on the podcast is lovely he was just recently on a show that I did and he's a wonderful human and he ran these awesome backyard shows when comedy wasn't really a thing what a great voice to have on the pod I mean the British yeah. it's nice yeah it was really great yeah. so you have been in a relationship for a little while tell us what dating life looks like for Sam right now so last week me and my partner we decided to do our anniversary on the day we met because a few months after we had this cute moment where he was like in my bed years ago and I was like do you want to be my boyfriend he was like yeah which is fine but it seems a little twee to kind of be like and that was the official day for us so we do it when we met which was on the dance floor of what used to be good handies is now club 120 and then has now closed unfortunately due to covid they're opening back up in the East End, so okay. not all is lost, but it yeah. was a real loss. Um, I've been in a relationship for 10 years. 10 fucking years. A decade, officially. A decade. And I met him when I was 19. Wow. So I was out of the dating pool really early. Yeah? We're just taken off the market. However, monogamous or non-monogamous, Sam? Well, we were not monogamous for like maybe two years, but now we've been in an open relationship for eight years and it's Fuck the yes. best thing so, in the world. So Sam and I were talking a little bit about this before we started recording and I lost my shit. I was so fucking excited to hear about a decade-long relationship that has been non-monogamous for longer than it's been monogamous. And babes, if you listen to the episode that I posted a few weeks ago when I talked about the challenges of being polyamorous and unpartnered, I am feeling like I'm losing a little bit of faith in non-monogamy. And I think the universe has delivered Sam into my apartment to remind me that sometimes it's really fucking lovely. So, so tell how, us more. So how do you identify, first of all? like? So, a- I'm polyamorous or ethically non-monogamous, 
And I do practice like hierarchical polyamory. So best case scenario is having a primary partner and secondary partners. Okay, interesting. Right now I have maybe kind of secondary partners. I have casual partners. I don't have, like I'm searching for a primary partner or a boyfriend basically. Um, And I have so far not been successful. And are you like 100% heterosexual? Unfortunately. Okay. I'm trying to like. No, don't force it. No, it's but fine. it's funny. So I was, who was I talking? I was talking about this with Karis Anderson the other day. Love. Um, we were talking about how because I I love group sex, I love group play, I love going to sex clubs, like uh, I love all of this. Yeah. And it would be so much easier. And like I make out with women, I love making out with women. Like boobs are great. Women are so hot. I just like I've tried to get into other boxes than my own, and it's just not doing it for me. Here's the thing: talk to gay men about boobs because most gay men will say the following phrase which is which really scientists should look into okay. and i actually and i i'm also in this group okay i like boobs uh-huh. i don't like what they're attached to <laughs> which feels which actually is me now that's coming out <laughs> but like it's like aesthetically yeah boobs like bouncing. yeah they're cool i'm like that is hot yeah totally that is hot and i'm also somebody i was in a I was in a relationship with a woman for like three and a half years in high school. Oh, interesting. And we had sex regularly. Yeah. And I was like, that's fine. So when I, when I first had like gay feelings, I thought for sure I had to be bisexual just because I thought you can't have sex with a woman for two, three years and then suddenly be gay. You can. Of course you can. Is what I (laughs) learned. But I was was like 17. So I'm like, um. You don't know what the fuck is going on. My pee has been in a V. Yeah. So. Um, I do have aspirations for the the fluidity of my sexuality to continue to evolve because I do like I get approached by couples all the time at sex clubs and it's like you're both hot like I want to hang out with you together but then I feel guilty about like like having sex with a couple because I can't like reciprocate on the woman and like first of all if someone's gonna go down on me I'm obviously going to reciprocate like I think that's just like good behavior and so I would feel selfish that's the problem yeah, it's like that. Um, I'm a huge Thirty Rock fan, and I know it's kind of problematic, but um, there's that amazing scene where Tina Fey is like going on a date with a woman, and she's like, "I've thought about it, and you know, every so often you could go down on me. Um, I just would not do." That. And the the woman's like, "I'm actually gonna leave." Yeah. Now. It's yeah, yeah, it's I like... completely know that episode, like a hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see, but no, unfortunately, I'm only into. Okay, got it. Men. Yeah, so, and our open relationship, I think, is, like, a pretty good model to go after. It it was one done with, like, a lot of intention. Um, so, it, t- tell us about, like, the opening of it. Because I'm always curious to see, like, when couples are monogamous and they decide to become Yeah, monogamous. it was so long ago that it's actually hard to remember. And also, my partner has, like, a notoriously foggy memory. So, we have, like, differing... <laughs> opinions on like when it happened happened. i remember us dining in in a wendy's in etobicoke i don't know why we're in etobicoke (laughs) we weren't vegan then i think i got the chicken tenders meal i also worked at a wendy's at one point okay in fact don't get the chili um uh or the cheese sauce it smells like fuck poop can we swear on this podcast yeah 100 percent. it's yeah i talk about like (laughs) Way worse things than just swearing. Yeah. Don't worry. Jizz. <laughs> Jizz. Yeah. Fuck. Um, so we were at a Wendy's and I think we were like just both on our phones on Grinder because we both were on there as a couple profile. Yeah. Finding a third. I think we had done that 
before. And my partner was just sort of like, he's like a couple years older than me, but he's also like lived more of a life. Yeah. You know, he had like a lot more of an experience. I was pretty sheltered at 19, relatively. Um, so he was just like, like, what are we doing? Like, we're both on Grinder already. Like, let's just like have an open relationship. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, we have, it's so close to being an open relationship anyway. Yeah. We both have like, we're both talking to guys. Right. Without telling each other we're talking to totally. them. Like, and if you know Grinder, like, the the amount of chats with guys is like it, it's a lot of guys for sure the, the grid is just ongoing yeah. whatever it's, yeah. it's like a novelty based app it's meant for you to like find more new people as opposed right. to like individual connections of course window shopping for penises exactly so yeah. it's like we're both window shopping and I was told previously by a very toxic gay person who I was like fucking before this like 30 something software developer who had sex with me at like 18 which is like really gross now that I think about it Mm -hmm. but he was like yeah like when he said something along the lines of like when your partner asks for like an open relationship it's like kiss of death like that means like things are about to end and that's definitely the case for some relationships like if your relationship is not going well and you're like what if we open it up unless unless like staying monogamous or like specifically that is the issue um as opposed to a compatibility issue it's probably not a good idea so i thought oh this is him breaking up with me without actually breaking up with me but i went along with it just because i trust him and because i'm also pretty non-confrontational especially at that especially at that point i was 19 totally now not anymore actually last night i got in a huge fight with i didn't even tell you this but this is a total like side thing and I can't go into detail because I want to talk more with the bar owner, but I screamed at this bar owner because the host of a comedy show last night was, like, hugely homophobic. Oh, and shit. That's fucked. Yeah, I had, like, a huge screaming match. So I'm learning I'm actually really confrontational when I need to be. Good! Now that I'm 29. But at 19, I was not. So I was, like, I went along with it. Yeah. Um, And... I remember the first time I hooked up with a guy outside of our relationship. I was getting ready to go to his house and I like parked the car and I got out of the car and then I realized that like I didn't really tell him that I was going there but I knew that it would be fine anyway because we're just like really open and not really jealous at that point. Yeah. Or at least we were like learning to be. Yeah. And I remember calling him multiple times, multiple times and then he finally answered and he was like, what? And I was like, I'm gonna go meet a guy (laughs) and he was like okay have fun yeah went up there lasted about two minutes because obviously it was like the first person in like two years totally whatever overload also like how much detail do you want to go all of it i want all of it i I went in i went in there like thinking i would bottom and then he saw my dick and he was like oh i want a bottom and then i wasn't ready (laughs) So I came immediately. <laughs> and then he was like, oh. He's like, yeah. I remember he was like, your dick reminded me of my ex, so but which is also kind of hot. Um, so anyway, and I came immediately. And he was actually really sweet. Like, he came in there and he was like, he lit all these candles. Aww. And then I remember he went into the, he was like weirdly romantic for like a one night thing. He, we went up to the balcony. He's like, <laughs> I'll never forget this. It was my first hookup uh, outside my relationship. Went into the balcony. He was like, this entire city is ours. Are you kidding me? I was like, I was like, that's really sweet, but also like, what's your first name? Like, 
what the I hell? I wonder what he's doing now. His name was Paul. <laughs> he has rejected my advances since because he was actually kind of a hot lay. But um, yeah. it's fine. It happens. It's Gay fine. men are fully toxic. They want novelty over everything. So it's fine. And yeah. so do I, honestly. So yeah. it's whatever. Don't hit the player. Hit the game. Ew. <laughs> Edit that out. Um, okay. I'm not going to. I know you won't. Um, uh, yeah, so that was the story of our of our relationship opening up, and we don't really have a lot of rules other than that. Like, so that was going to be my next question: is so when my husband and I first opened up our relationship, we Christian open relationship <laughs> the uh, Tuesday nights on TLC. I I'm Legit. tuning the F in. Are yeah. you kidding me? It's a lot. Yeah. So when we first opened up our relationship, we had a whole bunch of rules because we were both like terrified and we were like living in a smaller town and it was like we needed to figure this all out. So we talked yeah, about that's it. Hard. Yeah, we talked about it for like six months before anything happened. And it was like no mutual friends, no coworkers. Um, we, we initially it was like no sleepovers because we were just like scared and insecure about the whole situation. Those are kind of fair rules though. Totally. And I think, I don't think there's anything wrong with Did rules. you have that weird rule where it's like you can't see somebody twice? No, because that's fucked. That's effed in the A. That like P. when S. I hear people having that rule, that's fucked. Yeah, okay. So that's, that's. If you take anything away from this podcast, it's if you want to open things up with your partner and they say you can't see anybody twice, you're not ready for an open relationship. At all. At because, all. Because having like a friends with benefits that you can keep going back on, not only is it like a lot of fucking fun. Yes. But it's super convenient. Yep. And will meld into the lifestyle you have with your partner so much easier because you can figure out a schedule with your friends with benefits. You can tell them about your partner and like when you're available and like what like what doesn't work and like they can learn who your partner is and you can be like oh it's like it's Ryan's birthday like I can't see like it 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 actually is so much more holistic. Totally. Whereas like trying to find strange dick when you're like horny and like visiting your partner's parents or something like yeah. that's when shit gets fuck hits yeah, the fan it really does like you want the friends with benefits anyway, and for me you... like sex the first time i have sex with someone is never the best time i have sex with someone so it's like sex gets so much better for me over time like the second time or the third time partially because like men need to figure out how i work yeah that's true i think as a gay man i am sick in the head in that <laughs> Sometimes I've hooked up with people a second time and was like, oh, we lost the spark of the first time. Right, But they're actually, I just found a friends with benefits that we hooked up a second time and I was like, oh. So yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, so sometimes the first time is fucking incredible and that's normally when the person is so fucking hot. Like, uncomfortably hot, and it's like, I'm just getting myself off to the validation of fucking someone who looks like this, but those are often times where it's like, I'm not going to fuck them again anyways. (laughs) Ugh, hot people. They're so good to have sex with, and they're so good for nothing else. I know. Fucking hot people. they've inherited the world. That's the problem. I know. I know society, we have a lot of issues. We We have climate change. We have so many things. But we have to we have to stop hot people from doing the amount of things they're doing. Rain in hot We are letting them run for office. We are letting them have a makeup line. We are letting no. them do too much. Far, far too much. Give hot people more rules. <laughs> give them more rules. Yeah. Give yeah. them more rules. Yeah. We need boundaries. Exactly. So I, I do think that rules are important and 
in, in every open relationship I've had, a partnership that's lasted longer than a few dates, like, there are normally, like, some type of guidelines we put in place, but it's usually just, like, being communicative. Yeah. And, like, a good human. Yeah. It's, like, I practice, it's called ethical non-monogamy for a reason, because I do think a lot of people will abuse that and just, like, not be communicative or not tell people that they're in relationships and all this kind of stuff. And, like, everyone has their own rules of what they want to do, but I think that communicating things is always a better idea. And honestly, I'm still working on that myself. Like, there's there's times where I am I will go hook up with guys and I don't tell my partner. Mm. I feel like we're okay with that. Yeah. But there, I would be lying if I said, like, there wasn't times where I'm, like, knowingly keeping it from him because I feel like, oh, like... I'm very clearly, like, running away from some, like, commitment or something to, like, go, you know, get my rocks off, which I have every right to do, but it's, like, I just feel like it's easier not telling him. Yeah. I don't know if that's right or wrong. I'm still kind of making up my mind about that. I'd like to tell him every time. I'd like to move towards that. Um, Also, something I'm trying to remember to do is, like, obviously when you're meeting strangers on apps or the internet to go hook up, there's, like, a safety issue. So we usually make a point of, like, leaving the address in the apartment of the person with yep. him. smart. So that, you know, Law & Order SVU, they of know course. what dumpster I'm in. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, legit. Like, yeah. you have to have those things in place. And I'm the same way. Like, I will, for the most part, I try and ha- I have, like, a meet in public rule, which works unless it's 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> okay, yes. I'm and the slutty part of me is trying to remember to do that because yes. the slutty part of me is just like mm, I, know. I invited I'm someone into my apartment at three o'clock in the morning last week who I had never met before, so I'm still I breaking know. my own rules. But he was so hot. But it's kind of nice sometimes. <laughs> I know. Oh my god, it was so fun and he but, was so hot. But here's the thing, and maybe I can I can get you get us to d- meet in public more because I started doing that myself since like the fall. Okay. Um, and. Getting drinks with a guy before fooling around, or or what I say is like, see if there's chemistry. Yeah. Blah blah blah. But then I'm such a hoe that I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, but if there is chemistry, like, is your place free? Because I just want to make sure there's like a there's like a path to having sex. Yeah, of course. And honestly, like, why why do I have all of my first dates directly in my neighborhood? Like, I get it. Well, exactly. And like, honestly, I'm fucking busy. Like, I'm yeah. like to have to meet you once, say there's chemistry, and then to organize a. Fu- it's a lot. Babe, let's just get it over with. Yeah. But meeting them for a drink beforehand, like, and talking with them, and like the arousal around the like anticipation the build is up. so hot it's so hot and it and it Ugh. allows me to feel like i'm dating a little bit exactly being somebody who is dating honestly that's so much what it is and for me that like i like i'm a huge fan of foreplay i love flirting and i like that anticipation build up and i'm mm-hmm. also like if i feel more I, I also unfortunately date like heterosexual men who are 50% of the time, absolute monsters. You don't have to apologize. <laughs> this is so, we're yeah. in such an interesting time. Like, it's funny you feel like you have to apologize. I know. It's, it's, it's really fucked. But I do find the biggest difference is, like, I, I'm very lucky that I'm super in touch with my body. I masturbate all the time. And so, like, I'm going to get off more than once, no matter what. Because okay. I can do it myself if I yeah. have to. And I know so many women don't have that blessing, and that fucking sucks. But I know I'm going to get off no matter what. So it's like... 
if I barely know a dude and I'm not like a little bit lit and I am feeling like a little bit more cautious, I'm just not going to come as hard. And then like, what's the fucking point? So for me, like if I can go on a date with someone and just like have a drink or two before we fuck, I'm going to come harder and it's going to be a better time. Like that's really what it comes down to Mm -hmm. for me. Because I feel safer and I feel more comfortable and I can like relax more. Yeah. And to be clear, that's just because you're like getting to know the person. Exactly. As a human. Because I am like, I'm an emotional person. Mm Mm-hmm. I, and I, I brought have, a rosé. I'm sorry if you can hear it. We are, we are drinking at the same time, obviously. That's how we record great episodes. But I do think, like, initially, so when I first became a hoe, like, during my first hard hoe phase, just put the rest in your glass, yeah. I didn't need f- foreplay or anything. Like, I just fucked. It didn't matter. It was like, oh, this person can be in my apartment in 15 minutes? Perfect. So whatever they did was fine. Yeah. And because it, it was just, like, I was just so like high on fucking people like it was I was had so much sexual validation from having sex with all of these people it was the fact that they were there yes and it was great it didn't matter like this makes me sound like a monster no it didn't matter no no I remember that feeling it's different when you're gay because the first or second or third time I noticed that a guy was flirting with me it was like oh I didn't know this could happen in real life Mm, like do you know what I mean yeah like it was like we can just do we can just do that yeah right now yeah like you like you're you're into me for 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 real yeah I can still remember that and honestly like so I I was like I was an overweight kid and I was bullied really bad in high school and then I didn't have a lot of confidence and like self-worth into my marriage yeah I was a bit of a chubby kid too I feel yeah and so when all of a sudden I like gained this confidence and like had started like coming into who I am as a human and feeling better and that was right around the time we opened our relationship it was like all of a sudden all of these men wanted to have sex with me and that was exciting on its own Mm -hmm. it was like especially because my husband wasn't a super sexual person and that was part of why we opened up our relationship because like I want I had a crazy high libido and he didn't Mm. and it was just like the thrill of being like these people are just super excited to fuck me and like that's really cool too so Mm -hmm. it's it was an interesting phase but I'm definitely at a point now where I've had a lot of sex and a lot of great sex and a bunch of bad sex that when I do feel a little bit of an emotional connection the sex is going to be better for me so I'm like shifting a little bit into that but I'm also five years older than you so that that shift might happen for you too (laughs) (laughs) well it's interesting because I feel like after the pandemic I was sort of like underwhelmed by hooking up again and I thought oh maybe I'm over this um whatever and then I definitely don't feel that way now for whatever reason I'm not sure what clicked I maybe just probably hooked up with more people yeah you just got back into the group Maybe, um, but also something I wanted to mention too is that, man, I'm revealing a lot on the whatever. It's it's, it's the babe cave. It just yeah. brings it out of you. It's this pink velvet it's couch. The, it's the bottle of rosé. <laughs> yeah. I'm. I wish it was your furnishing. <laughs> I wish I could give you that, but it's the rosé I brought. I'm fine with it. I'm fine um, with it. Yeah. No, it's the plush couch. Um, unfortunately, not. Uh, uh, this. So I decided like November 9th to try not watching porn for a month. Okay, yeah. It's not like a no fap thing for God's sake. <laughs> okay. And it just happened to be in November like that uh-huh. helped me. I am hardly gone Reddit, FYI. <laughs> um, but I just wanted to see how I felt and also like this is so this is like a window into my neuroses, but I I read uh 
ASAP Science, great YouTube creators of like science communication. Greg is also an amazing comedian. He's far too busy doing actually doing cool content making to do stand up right now, which mm-hmm. is like, babe, go off. <laughs> um, but he posted like a thing or a TikTok that was like, they don't actually know how to measure if you're addicted to porn, like because they don't actually know if it's like a real addiction. It just doesn't like go into the brain the same way. Okay. So the scientists, like, this is like, it's pretty unfair, but how they measured it is like they told you to like not watch porn for a month, and if you couldn't go that long, yep. they were like, "Okay, we're 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 saying you're an addict." And right. me went, of course, in my like. I'm a high achiever. Yeah. It was like, oh, so a month? That's the yeah. line? Great. Yeah. So, I, so if I can just go a month, then I'm not an addict. Then Got I'm not it. an addict. So, yeah. Bet. So I've been doing <laughs> So I've been doing that. And then I've also relegated Grinder to what I call this new concept that I feel like I'm trying to catch on, which is like a weekend app. Ooh, so Grindr is only allowed Friday after 6 p.m. and into the weekends. Love and it. I don't go on during the week. Mostly because I'm trying to make time to write and stuff yeah. and I will talk to boys if yes. I'm given the freedom to do so. Like preach. So, <laughs> so yeah. it's been relegated to weekend time. TikTok as well although I had a slip up today and I even had like a little slip up with the porn because I ended up on a dirty Twitter feed which tends to happen and I was like oh this is technically porn isn't it and then I was like kind of like a full minute of like this is technically porn, isn't right. it? And then I was like, right. okay, get off. Are you sure this is fine. technically porn? Yeah. Keep scrolling. Maybe yeah. this is technically porn. Keep scrolling. <laughs> yeah. And the TikTok led to the dirty Twitter as it does. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I've been doing. And I've been feeling hornier than ever, honestly. Even yeah. on the subway over here. Like, it's so funny that we're talking about all things sex. But like, I was noticing how like attractive everyone was on the subway. <laughs> And I'm not into girls, but I was even like, that woman dresses the way I would dress if I was a woman. I love her hair. I think she's so cute. And even like the older, like middle-aged men, I was like, honestly, like he has a nice chest. Like I was like, uh, so everyone's an option. It's like, so I'm really like, exactly. So, and I'm really like riding this wave of like, I'm discovering that my sexual drive is super related to like my overall energy. Yep. But I'm having a hard time or still figuring out how to throttle that because right. being super horny can be really distracting. Of course. But then as soon as I like masturbate or relieve myself somehow, yeah, my energy goes away. And I still need that right. for like my creativity and stuff. So it's been like really interesting. Because so- I'm not on Grindr during the, the week. Right. And I'm not watching porn. So it's like really concentrated. Okay. So two clarifying questions. So the first is, how much porn did you normally watch? I would say every other night, every second night. Okay. Like, watching porn, yeah. Okay, second clarifying question is, like, when you, when you like, go to no porn, does that mean that you masturbate less? I masturbate less naturally, yes. Because that's but the I'm not, yeah. But I'm not holding back. I'm not telling myself not to masturbate. Okay, because for me, so I used to watch more porn. I go through phases, like... Normally, I'll, I'll only really watch porn if I, like, want to get off quicker, if I, like, have things to do, and then I'll be like, yes. well, then I'll just watch porn, because, like, then I can, like, I have, honestly, there's, like, three main videos that are my go-tos. Oh, my God. <laughs> to know what your holy okay. trinity is? Yeah. Can I, I can tell you about it. Please. Okay. So, the first one is just a video of a guy going down on a woman, and he's just, like, oh. he 
eats her pussy exactly how I like mine eaten. And just, like, the the sound of it is wonderful. And there's, like, a song playing in the background that's just, like, sexy and wonderful. And it's just great. So that's number one. Oh, no, one. and that lets you know, like, shit's going down. It's time. They put on music. And that one I watched, so that's, like, three. Okay, so I'm going to start with, the like, the least watched to the highest watched. Okay? I am, I am paying attention <laughs> more than if I, like, paid tickets to a Broadway musical. <laughs> like, I'm on the edge of my fucking seat. Okay, so that's that's number three. How, wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Before, I really want to know two in one, but like, how often are you pulling these tabs? So up? that like that one is probably like once every couple of months, infrequent. Okay. Okay. So, and the reason is because like I don't I don't want to scan through all these videos. Like I don't care. Like I want I know what's See, gonna make me work. I have the gay man disease of novelty. Right. I need new, new, new. But right. But okay, I do so have my three. bookmarked anyway. Of course. Do. Okay, number two is uh, Owen Gray, who's one of my favorites. He's super tattooed. I think I, yeah. He's beautiful. So he has one that's a threesome with a buddy of his and a woman. And it's just like they pull out the, like they use the wand on her a lot. Like it does actually seem like she's coming. Like we still don't know. Prioritizing woman's pleasure. Believable. Visually. yeah. Yeah. And then there's like, it, it's like a little bit on the rougher side without being too intense and I prefer things on the rougher side and there's honestly there's this one part in it that like always like takes me over the edge I'm being very descriptive in this Love. where the other guy's fucking her she's laying on her back and then Owen Gray comes and like is like kneeling over her like jerking off while she's sucking his balls and he's choking her at the same time holy fucking shit that That sounds like exactly what i would like to be doing on my lunch hour so big fan so that's number two then the newest one which is like opening up uh like i have a new interest that i would like to explore Mm. is i've like gotten really into like so i like mmfs like I've had a whole bunch of threesomes with two dudes. Oh, okay. And it's they've always been straight, guys. So it's okay. like I go on vacation and I, like, fuck a couple of bros. <laughs> that's, like, my thing, okay? I'm, like, I'm like seeing double. I'm, like, yeah. that's, okay, yeah. And it's amazing because yeah. they, they don't interact with each other. I get all of the attention of two men and it's really wonderful. Yeah. I, like, fuck these two brothers once. That's, like, an earlier episode. You should listen I, to To put a pause, <laughs> I've had a, a sexual experience that I talked about a couple times on stage where... I oh my god! Did, you oh, mentioned you mentioned it. that you mentioned this on stage, and I was like, "Holy fuck!" I need to talk to Sam about this in the episode. Listen, okay, tell me. Listen, I had sex with this guy, like really dirty, raunchy sex, where he was like, to the point where like, and I think that, and this kind of made me cringe. Although I wouldn't tell him that he was like, I would have sex with you every day, and I was like. I'm fully partnered. Yeah, like, can you calm down? And also, like, I'm busy. I'm yeah. not coming over. Every- maybe he's just, lane. whatever. Now that I'm saying it, it's like, maybe it's just like, whatever, he's talking dirty. But, like, he seemed super earnest. Yeah, that's a lot. So he was having a great time. And then, like, uh, actually, before that, I was, like, washing my hands in his sink. And I turned to his fridge. And I see him posing with, like, another guy I've had sex with. <laughs> And I'm like, huh. And this other guy that I've had sex with also lives in that building. <laughs> and I was like, huh. So then after we've had sex, I'm like, yeah, like, um, he was like, oh, yeah. So, like, did you have another hookup in this building? Because he, I said when I walked in, oh, yeah, I love this building. These apartments are so cute. And I was like, hey. and he was like, 
I hope it was my brother. And, like, I want to keep things general for them. Mm-hmm. But, like, they are mixed. So it's like, you wouldn't know. Right. You wouldn't know their brother. So he was like, and I sort of was like, eh, Trail Dobbin. <laughs> and he was like, oh, whatever. And it was, like, really cringe because it's like, Listen, I did have sex with two brothers, and unfortunately, I have to tell you, they were really similar in bed. I wish I didn't do that primary research anthropologically. I love that. For but you. I can say <laughs> siblings are unfortunately the same yeah. in bed. No, I had like a threesome with two brothers. That is fucking hot. Anyway, what's your third video? It was fucking incredible. Um. Okay, so my third video. What is okay? So yeah, this is the one that I'm really, really into. Okay, okay she's adjusting her position. I, I know. She's I'm like, like I need fully to ready. Talk about this. So I've been watching more videos that are bisexual MMFs. Okay. Okay. So. Oh, the dudes kiss. Okay. No, just like let me explain this. Okay. 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 So in the video, and I don't, I don't know their names. Um, but it's like the one guy is like a little bit beefier, like a little bit more muscular, and the other guy's like this like adorable lanky boy. And then they're fucking this woman. And so there's multiple parts that, like, make me really hot. But for me, it's the whole, like, the idea of someone fucking me while being fucked. Mm. It's, like, the energy of two people fucking me at the same time. Like, that feels, that sounds so fucking hot. Have you experienced that? No, but it's at the top of my list. I have, I have. Been the the icing in between. Every time I'm on <laughs> Tinder, I'm like, if if there's any mention of bisexuality, I'm like, yep. I'm like, I don't care who you are. I just uh, like, I really do. Like, that's the goal. So there's like the one part that always makes me come is, so the woman's like laying on her back, and then the the smaller guy is fucking her, and then he's getting fucked from behind, hot. and then he the guy at the end like pushes him over, <gasps> and is like has his hand over his mouth and then like like puts his the, fingers the fish, oh! the fish hook the fish hook Holy which unfortunately fuck, we do Sam. like oh which God. unfortunately we do like it yeah. is fully demeaning yeah it's so hot and i'm also a fan of that and i'm like definitely a sub and oh my god it's so fucking hot so all i would like is to recreate that at some point in my life and unfortunately it just hasn't happened yet but you know what like i didn't really get into this until the pandemic and so i feel like it's my destiny that this is gonna happen to me over the next year listen there's even some like bisexual comedians like honestly okay you need to share these stories with me after (laughs) there's there's (laughs) There's some there's some bisexual comedians that are replying to each and every one of my thirst traps mm. that I can maybe <laughs> connect you with. So, okay, uh, a question about being a comedian. Yeah. And, like, obviously there's a lot of flirtatious comedians in this city, and I, I'm obviously seeing, like, the heterosexual side of things. Okay. But being... And obviously feel free to share as much or as little of this as you want to. Like, right. I don't obviously understand your privacy. But being non-monogamous and being a gay comic, like, do you have, like, do you have rules around comedians? Um, my relationship definitely doesn't. Honestly, the, I've only ever had, hooked up with one comedian. Okay. Who I will not say, because I know they wouldn't want me to. Yeah, of course. Um, and that was, it was actually really hot. It was like, the circumstances were like, not through an app it wasn't like predetermined it was like really natural the way it happened so 
that was hot. But um, for me, like the atmosphere of like going to a show and like performing and stuff, like it's not sexually charged for me. Mm. It's like it's like a really heterosexual thing to like right. see a comedian on stage and be like, they made people laugh. That gives right. me a boner. <laughs> Like, I don't feel that at all. Like, if for anyone listening who's, like, not a comedian, which I assume and hope is most people. Most people. It's not a hot environment. There's, like, the green rooms are covered in crumbs. Yeah. They are, like, disgusting. They're gross. They're flea-ridden. Yeah. Um, And I am friends with a lot of the comedians around me, and I, like, value their friendship so much and it's not that I feel like being sexual would ruin it. No. It's that they are so um highly revered as a friend that like you know, their place is like locked in. Yeah. You know. Totally. Which I think life. makes a lot of sense. So um yeah, no rules because there I didn't really have to make any yeah rules. I've kind of like have given myself a rule to not fuck comedians, at least like at this point, because I think I, like, learned, like, I was sharing with Sam earlier about working uh, at a gym and how I fucked everyone at that gym. And it was just, like, it did get complicated at the end. And I think I do, I'm starting to view comedy as work in, in a, a positive way. You don't want to complicate it, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I think I just want to keep, but, like, I definitely, like, masturbate to comedians. <laughs> like, on a record, oh like, my I God. did earlier today. <laughs> oh, my God. I feel like that's how I'm going to, like, make it work in the meantime. Because I'm just a horny bitch. Like, I want to fuck, like, 17 different local comedians, but, like, obviously not all of them are available, and, like, I, it's, again, it's just a bad idea, but it doesn't mean that I'm not going to think about it. I masturbate, like, at least once a day, if not two or three times a day, so it's just who I am as a human. Yeah, that's so funny. I, I don't want to fuck any comedians right yeah, now. Yeah, that's totally okay. Yeah, and I think that's just because, as a gay man, we really prioritize, like, flirting with each other elsewhere so you know like because I haven't really been on Grindr I've been sliding into the DMs a lot more on Instagram which has been interesting yeah and I'm kind of getting my fill that way which I did just recently like normally the DM slides I get are from very very strange men who I don't want to be sliding into yeah they're like they're like uh, no offense but like brown guys from like Mississauga or something always from Mississauga and they like are wearing sunglasses and they just play pictures yeah it's like big yeah but I did recently get a DM slide. Oh, I'm like, are you okay? No, I hit, sorry. Oh. Um, for everyone listening, I hit my wine glass against the mic. We're editing fine. it out. No, we're not. Okay. No, we're not. Continue. I'm not editing any of this episode. So I did recently get a DM slide from this guy who used to be a bouncer at a bar I went to, like pre-pandemic. Okay, so he's fucking hot. Bouncers he's hot. so hot. And he was, I always got really good energy from him. Like, he was a really good dude. So he's recently slid into my DMs, and we have a date tomorrow. <gasps> Where? We're, I like, love dates. going to a bar nearby for uh, drinks. I'm is there so anything excited. better than meeting somebody cute for I'm a so drink? excited. And I don't, like, because I don't know him very well. Like, I know him from, like, him letting me cut the line and go in because he thought I was hot. But, like, nothing more than that. I'm so excited. Oh, it's the ritual of getting ready for a date. Oh, my God. I'm pumped. It's truly, like... It's the closest thing to religion I've felt. It is. It is. And the, the pinnacle of this 
is that the DM slide came off of a story I'd posted where I looked smoking hot on stage at Comedy Bar, like hosting my first show there. Uh. And I was like, oh my God, you just like felt the sexual energy in this photo. And he had to say something. It was so good. Well, no, and he saw you in your element. Yeah. That's really it. It's great. not just sexual. It's yeah. He saw you owning yourself and that is hot. And it's yeah. going to be a good date. It's going to be a good really date. I'm really that. excited. I have recently been talking to a couple on Instagram. Ooh. And they are both so hot. Oh my god, I love this. I am so smitten. But they were visiting from London, Ontario. Oh my god. I know. Fucking London. But you know I'm gonna trek out there. Obviously. I need to. It's not that far. But I'm the go train goes there. <laughs> you bitch. I drive. For your information. You drive? What the fuck is wrong with you? You I live do. in Toronto. I don't know anyone who drives. Babe, if you need an armoire move, Kate, legit, I'm your when guy. you go to London, I'll come. I'm like, I got boys in London. Do you? Oh my god, imagine if we went on a slutcation. We both fucked people in London and then came back. Imagine. Okay, but we'd go on Instagram live. It would be like, hey guys, we're here to answer your questions about the people who are about to fuck in London. We're doing a four hour round trip for dick. We have a serious problem. Did our dads love us? Funny question. Funny you should ask. Hers is a minister. Does that answer it? Does that answer it? We're making a rest stop. Anyone want anything? A bugle? Fuck. Okay, first of all, the sure. fact that that is actually going to happen oh is... Okay, so I don't think I've ever wheeze laughed on the podcast before, and like while simultaneously crying. And <laughs> uh, that was good. That's going to be the sound clip for this <laughs> Okay. Oh my God. But here's Fuck. the thing. Um, so I don't know when these funny. come out, but if anyone wants to book me in London, Ontario, I am actively <laughs> looking at gigs in London, Ontario. Yeah. Not kidding. So that I can have an go. excuse to go. Honestly, it's brilliant. I will play at a tapas bar and grill while someone is eating a chef salad. I do not care. It sounds like because guess what? Though. I'm getting in and getting out. And I have done that before. There is no, there is no, listen. And this is a little tidbit for people who aren't comedians either. There is no bleaker gig. There's a lot of bleak gigs. There's a lot of bleak gigs late at night at a bar, whatever you can imagine. But for me, the bleakest the bleakest of gig mm-hmm. is when one the audience is surprised that there's a comedy show which happens more than you would think <laughs> and, that's fucked and two when they're getting served food mm. in front of you and you're performing your jokes babe nobody can laugh with their mouth full of food no that sounds terrible yeah so but honestly I would even do that in London Ontario to fulfill my fantasy yeah, I love this. of this couple I'm here for this <laughs> Um, okay, so first of all, I feel like we need to do a series. I'm going to have you on four more episodes because I want to talk to you about everything that's happening right now. <laughs> but the last thing, because we should wrap up soon, the last thing I want to ask you, we're going to shift gears just slightly. Please. Advice for people looking to be in long-term non-monogamous relationships. Okay. So I know that's kind of broad, but, and, and I, like, I'm springing this on you. You didn't plan for this. But as someone who... Like, I truly do believe that I'm wired for non-monogamy. I think I'll be non-monogamous for the rest of my life. I think I'll have periods where I'm monogamish, and I have had them over the past eight years, and I know I will have them again, and there's nothing wrong with I'm not the kind of person that, like, needs to be fucking multiple people in the same week to feel non-monogamous. But I I am feeling a bit of fear around finding long-term partners. So, 
Yeah, I don't to share. I don't think there's anything wrong with when you're first going in a relationship being monogamous mm-hmm. and then hoping it'll be non-monogamous later on. If something were to happen to my partner or we broke up, I would be fine with doing that, like being monogamous for a period of time with the hopes it would turn mono- non-monogamous. So I guess that's one piece of advice I would offer is I think going non-monogamous out the gate takes a very specific type of two individuals right usually two gay men who have like dated before yes um other piece of pieces of advice um so non-monogamy happens when you both have a conversation and decide it to happen um this is something dan savage talks about right um heterosexual couples are monogamous by default they don't talk about being monogamous yeah they just are which is kind of crazy when you think about it. Yeah, so you are non-monogamous when you both mutually agree that it's something you want. If the other person is hesitant, then I would suggest um, either setting parameters around it, trying it for a month or two or whatever. So th- And then coming back and talking about it regrouping because... What you don't want to do, and surprisingly a lot of people do this, is say, okay, well, we're just going to try it. Or like, we'll just go non-monogamous anyway. And then it's open-ended. You never talk about it again. The other person slowly resents you. Totally. And the relationship slowly disintegrates. Yeah. Um, And really talk about it, you know. If one of you is fucking more than the other, is that okay? Would that be okay with you? Right. Because if not then what are your rules? And, and that's actually are you like, really ready for it? Right. And that's like a bit of a follow-up question is like, because we talked about that before we started recording. Like the the biggest reason, well, my husband and I didn't work out for a whole slew of reasons. Mm-hmm. But non-monogamy didn't work for us because like you said, like we, we were using it as a band-aid to fix our relationship. And the relationship was over. Mm-hmm. So I'm not upset about that because it made me realize that non-monogamy is who I am and that's wonderful. But when it comes to balance in a relationship, so you're in a long-term partnership, like, is there balance when it comes to, like, how many people you're each seeing or sleeping with? Like, is that a part of the conversation? We don't keep score. And I think if you are, that's probably it's a, a good indicator that you're not really ready. Totally. What you're truly after in an open relationship, and this is, again, Dan Savage, like, I'm not, I'm not taking credit. This is something I've learned from him, is a concept called... Compersion, I believe. Yeah. So totally. it's the opposite of jealousy, right? Yeah. So you want to be happy for the other person for getting, um, for having sex with someone else. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Um, and ideally you think it's really hot. Maybe you don't want to hear about it. Whatever. Yeah. That's yeah. fine. You don't have to like get off on their stories or whatever. Yeah. We actually don't really go into detail, me and my partner. Yeah. Just because we view sex as like super recreational. And honestly, like I kind of know what happened. Exactly. You know <laughs> like what I mean? you've like, been there. I don't <laughs> need like the yeah. full 411. Yeah. Play by play. Play by play. Um, but like, like yesterday he hooked up with people like, like out of nowhere. And I was like, that's incredible. I had no idea you were doing that. And yeah. it was a total moment of like excited for him. I fucking love that. That's what. So that's what you're really after. Yeah. Um, and if that's not okay with you, that's okay. But you need to then set up what the parameters are. Totally. So, you know, it can feel weird, but if that's like 
it only happens on weekends during these times or whatever. If it works for you, it works. The only other piece I'll give is there's some people in open relationships who have like a don't ask, don't tell policy. And listen, it's not going to work. It's not. I have a very hard time with that. It's not going to work. So to be clear, that's when, you know, we can hook up with other people, but I can't know about it. So you're basically inviting a element of constant secrecy. Yeah, infidelity. And suspicion into yeah. your relationship. Yeah. Because every time your partner says, oh, work is keeping us, or I'm out with coworkers, or I'm running to go get my prescription filled, you're worried that they're going hooking up with someone, and there's a good chance they are. Yeah. Because you are literally saying, please hide it from me. Yeah. And then, in turn, you are feeling hurt that they are hiding it from you. It is yep. a recipe for resentment and utter heartbreak. It's honestly terrible. Don't do it's it. It's terrible. You're put. You're 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 breaking your own heart. Yeah. So if that's what you need to have an open relationship, you shouldn't have an open relationship. Yeah. <coughs> so I. You should have threesomes. Yeah, you should totally have threesomes, like a hundred percent. I think like. So Dan Savage is a huge influence of mine. I've been reading Dan forever. Like, yeah. that's part of why I'm Bay Savage. Right. Like, it was definitely a big piece of that. And I was like, I started reading him in the back of, like, Echo oh, newspaper Savage. Oh, Savage. I never even made that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think for me, like, understanding compersion took time. And I didn't feel compersion immediately. And it did. It took time to build because I needed to build my own safety and security in the partnerships that I had. It's hard. And... The, like, I remember the first time I felt compersion and it was this fucking incredible feeling that mm. deepened the relationship that I was in mm. and it was so fucking magical and now it's something that like when it does come up and it comes up more and more often and I think coming out of the pandemic like I was like s- pretty single for like I didn't fuck anyone for a while in the pandemic I was a good kid and then I, I did start getting and I was in monogamous relationships a little bit like partnerships just so I could get laid and whatever and now that I'm back out and I'm being actually non-monogamous and dating multiple people in like ongoing partnerships, like I'm, my non-monogamy is a little rusty. And it's yeah. like I am noticing there's times where I'm like, ugh, like I don't feel great about this. And I think it is like relearning like some of the safety and security that I feel in my partnerships. And the I've never been cool with don't ask, don't tell. Like I've gone on dates with people who say they're in that kind of a situation and I won't have sex with those people. It's like I understand that that's how you're – doing your non-monogamy and I don't want to tell people that like what you're doing is wrong but what you're doing isn't compatible with me because I don't ever want to be in don't ask don't tell situations because it's exactly like you said like if if even a secondary or tertiary partnership is like built on the fact that no one knows we're spending time together right now like First of all, I'm fucking awesome, and I'm not a secret to be kept. Like, you should tell people you're fucking me. It just feels like <laughs> suspenseful violin strings yeah. are playing in the background yeah, every time it's we're fucked. together. It is. And so I completely agree. If if anyone listening is in a don't ask, don't tell relationship, I'm not saying that you're wrong, but I'm saying you should talk with your partner about why this is the decision that you've made. Because long term, I think it's going to cause damage, and I don't think that's necessarily for the best. Maybe don't ask, don't tell for a set amount of months. For sure. Or and then I, I and then have... re and then and then kind of reevaluate if you want to become monogamous or fully open. At the that only point. time I have seen don't ask, don't tell kind of work is if it's someone who travels for work. Long distance only... is a different thing. Exactly. I actually kind of have a a friend like that, and yeah. I'm 
so happy for them. They just kind of yeah. opened up their relationship. And that is the thing. Like, sometimes if it's just like, yeah, you're going to hook up with someone when you're on a business trip and you don't want to talk to your partner about that, but, like, your partner knows that's allowed, cool. I'm here for that. But 98% of the time, it's probably not a good idea. So I think that was great advice. I appreciate you sharing. Yeah, no problem. Okay, I could talk to you for four more hours, but we're going to wrap up. Do you have anything you want to plug that's coming up? Uh, It's very much still in the early... Uh, early stages right now, but I should have a another show happening that I'm producing at, in the village at the Garage Bar, January 9th. I don't even have a title for it yet because cool. we're in November. That's a you long hear that, babes? Away. You're getting in on the ground floor. Yeah, so it's but it's gonna be like a variety show with like drag and comedy awesome. at Garage in the Village. So come see that. Um, and my podcast is Prepare to Die at Prepare to Die the Pod. And I'm Sam, uh, at Sam is Laughing. Amazing. And, oh, you can follow me on TikTok too. I'm trying to get to 10,000 followers. Oh, wow. Are you close to that? Not really. 2,500. <laughs> oh, okay. That's still, I think somewhere. I have like 200. So yeah. that's good. I'm actively not being on there. TikTok because I'm really struggling with it. But yeah, so follow. So what are you on TikTok? Also, Sam is Laughing? Sam is Laughing. I'm cross platform bitch. Beautiful. Well, babes, thank you so much for listening. Again, this was my hunky guest. Follow him on Instagram, Sam Sferaza. Uh, thank you so much for joining me in the Babe Cave. It was super lovely to hang out with you tonight, Sam. Message me if you want to be on the Close Friends. I'll just add you. Okay, like if I don't get added to Close Friends, like oh my before God, I'm so you leave going my to. apartment, I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you uh, my news, don't worry. I love it. Well, babes, this has been yet another episode of Your Place or Mine. I'm your host, Bay Savage. Be sure you're following me on Instagram at BaySavageXO. Don't forget you can go to BaySavage.com to find out way more. I've got amazing shows coming up in 2022. Sam's totally going to be on one of my shows, so I'll talk about that in the future. And babes, if you're in a Don't Ask, Don't Tell relationship and you want to talk to someone about it, <laughs> slide into my DMs, okay? Because we're all going to get there. And last thing, if you've also fucked a couple of brothers, <laughs> message me. Sound off in the comments. <laughs> okay, wait, one more. If you know any hot bi guys who are Oh, interested... and then one more. If you run comedy shows in London, <laughs> London. or you have even the <laughs> faintest remote faintest remote excuse for us to be there, you need us to move a couch. Actually, if you need us to move a couch in London, we'll, move a couch. we'll, we'll be there. We're beelining. We're beelining. <laughs> Thanks for listening, babes. I'll be back again next Sunday. Bye.